Well, with that promise of strength and hope to trust in the Lord there in Psalm 91, we turn our hearts and minds now to Christ our Lord and turn our eyes on him in light of that good word. And as we do that, I'm reminded of an old story that I haven't told in years. But it reminds me, that psalm does, of what it's like in the midst of tragedy or in the midst of crisis. That story goes something like this. It's a story of a, of a family who are facing a tragedy, scary. Their, their home is caught on fire. They're trying to get out. And a little boy wanting to grab his favorite toy runs back to his room as they're trying to escape. And as he does, the, the flames in the house block his path back. And so his only recourse, his only option is to go to the window of his bedroom and jump out to his dad who's calling for him from there. And this little guy says, Dad, because the smoke was getting thicker, I can't see you. I'm scared. I don't know if I can jump. And his loving father says, it's all right, son. I can see you. Trust me. Jump. Well, that Psalm 91 that we just heard doesn't promise a charmed life without tragedy. In fact, the devil tried to use this psalm when he tempted Jesus, as we talked about just a couple of weeks ago, to turn these words of the psalm into some sort of manipulation of God's promise. But we can remember, even in the face of imminent danger, even in the face of imminent danger, maybe we can't see God in these difficult moments, but we can, as Psalm 91 reminds us tonight, put our trust in him. We can say with the psalmist, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, even death itself, even death itself will not have the final word. The fact that our eyes might be cloudy doesn't make Jesus' vision any less clear. And so as we continue to be reminded to turn our eyes onto Jesus, uh, let's get a closer look at what Jesus is doing here on this Holy Week as we get closer to the Passion, well, we're not quite in the Holy Week, but the reading uh, for tonight is from the Holy Week Passion reading. And that's in, again, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14. And I invite you to turn your attention to that reading right now as I read it for you. Chapter 14, verse 53. And they led Jesus to the high priest. And all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. And Peter had followed him in a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting there with the guards and warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking testimony against him. But their testimony did not agree. And some stood up and bore false witness against him saying, we heard him say, I will destroy the temple that is made with uh, hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. Yet even about this, their testimony did not agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, 
Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Against the high, again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and come with the cloud of heaven. And the high priest tore his garments and said, What further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him and cover his face and to strike him, saying to him, Prophesy. And the guards received him with blows. This is the gospel of the Lord. In this text, we return to Jesus on the eve of his crucifixion. The chief priests, as one commentator put it, and scribes saw Jesus as an obstacle to be rid of by violence. Yet during this Passover festival, as we've been learning together, as we've turned our eyes on him, they would unwittingly bring about the Father's sacrifice, the ultimate, on this Passover night, the ultimate Passover lamb. So the Jews indeed wanted to murder Jesus, not just the Jews, us too, us too. You say, how can that be so? How can I have murderous thoughts towards Jesus? No, it can't be. He's just talking about this moment in history, right? No. You see, let's not kid ourselves, friends. As one commentator put it, we can remember that this indeed does pertain to us. Uh, we make the case for hating Jesus when we make the case for hating that classmate who wronged us. Or hating that coworker who stepped on our toes to move up the ladder above us. Or maybe we're making the case, hey, we can make a great argument for a family member that deserves our hate. Or maybe an ex-spouse or an ex and dot, dot, dot. We make the case for why we've been harmed and can hate our neighbor all the time. We even hate our neighbor when we hoard for ourselves and love ourselves more than sharing the love of Christ with others. Friends, the Bible tells us, and Jesus tells us on the Sermon on the Mount, that when we hate our brother, we're actually committing murderous thoughts in our hearts. We're guilty of the commandment, thou shalt not murder when we hate. One more thought on this. When we hate our brother, we can't possibly love God. Therefore, we're turning murderous eyes towards Jesus. You saw that, and we'll hear it next week with the Apostle Peter as he, and we're about to hear in the next reading next week, would go on to self-preserve and deny Christ. And so, when we hate Jesus, when we do that, we're missing out on the grace that he has for us. We're rejecting the rescue plan that he put in place on that Passover night. We're rejecting what he did on the cross. In fact, we're making ourselves out to be guilty. 
We're like the hymn upon the cross extended that reads, I caused thy grief and sighing by evils multiplying as countless as the sands. I caused the woes unnumbered with which thy soul is cumbered. Thy sorrows raise my wicked hands. What do I share with this, with you this evening? Because I want you to put your hope in the one whose fortress is strong and sure and true. And when we put it in ourselves, we put it in self-preservation, or we make ourselves out to be the center, then we miss out on who really is at the center of life, the source of all hope. Because after all, the Father and the Son chose the way of the cross for us murderers, chose the way of the cross for those of us who hate, who sin against God, who put ourselves at the center instead of Christ. And so all this talk of turning our eyes on Jesus maybe thinks, maybe it makes us think, ugh, it's all about me and how I position myself and how I turn my eyes to Jesus. But what if, what if, even in the smoke of tragedy, and we're facing all kinds of hardships and tragedies today, what if even in that face, even though we can't see clearly, even though what's on the other side of this difficulty might be hard to see, or the date is unknown when this hardship will come to an end, or maybe we're just so easily brought to fear and self-centeredness and looking on ourselves and blaming someone else, hating this politician or that or this person or that or blaming this person for your circumstance or that. And we forget in the midst of all this confusion that Jesus' eyes were never clear. He sees us in our brokenness. He sees us in this tragedy. He sees us in our imperfections. And he reaches his arms out to us. And though we can't see him, he says, don't worry. I can see you. And so we turn our eyes on Jesus and repent of our self-centeredness. Repent of our hatred towards our neighbor. And turns our eyes on Jesus and believe why do we believe even in these hard times? Because God breaks into the reality as it really is, as you really are. This weekend in worship, this coming Sunday, I'll be talking about how we can actually face loss with hope. I'll, I'll share more about it then, but I'll just share this. Presbyterian minister Timothy Keller puts it this way when he says, the resurrection hope that we have doesn't just give us a consolation prize at the end of this life for going through all this suffering and tragedy. He actually brings, through Christ's resurrection, Jesus brings restoration. Restoration. He restores your soul. He restores your life. No, Psalm 91 doesn't promise life without tragedy. The cross reminds us of that. Jesus lived a life better than anyone ever could. And as I shared last week, 
His life certainly was not without trouble. But what he does promise as we turn our eyes to Jesus is restoration. Restoration. When you get something in your eyes and it stings and it hurts, well, we can't think of anything else. But we can remember that even though our vision is cloudy, even though it hurts right now, he can restore our vision to clarity with the hope of the resurrection, with the promise of his love. What did the Father and the Son come to do on the cross? What did the Father send the Son to do on the cross? He came to restore us. He came to save us who are sinners, who have fallen short. In the condition that we really are in, He comes and really does love and restore. How might that love turn your heart to love your neighbor? How might that heart might turn you to repent? How might that heart turn your eyes to Jesus? Why? Because he loved us first. Why? Because he is with us. Why? Because as we turn our eyes on Jesus, it's not about our eyesight. It's not about in this year of 2020 and all the jokes about 2020 vision. It's not about us seeing clearly. It's about the clarity that Jesus sees and the clarity that he brings, the restoration that he brings. And so friends, in this storm, Christ's love is present. In this day, even in this present fire, in the fire of your own sin, in the imperfections of who you and I are, he says to us, even though we can't see it clearly, he invites us to jump. We jump by repenting and turning our eyes to him. He says, I've got you. His arms are extended. I can see you. You can trust in him. He has gone through the storm of death. And that storm of death will not stand with the power of his resurrection. He will restore all things. We can say with the psalmist, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Amen.